And welcome to the End Time Show for our Bible Prophecy Podcast. Um, today's podcast will be dealing with Steve Harvey embraces one world religion. Um, just, I believe, on Friday or actually Saturday, January 23rd, on Steve Harvey's YouTube channel, he had released um, a video, a short video, it's about four or five minutes. Um, titled or entitled um, Steve Harvey Praise and it shows Steve Harvey talking to this guy which he is a Muslim and he's talking about that Islam is a religion of peace and that there's um, just like there's many channels on television um, there's many different ways to get to heaven many different religions um, there's more than one way to heaven, which totally contradicts the scriptures, which we'll get into. Um, the main thing that was troubling is that Steve Harvey is a professing Christian. Um, he has made his rounds on Christian television, such as TBN and other Christian networks and all. And he's been at mega churches where he's spoken and he's been to like T.D. Jake's um, Potter House and just all these different avenues where um, he has been on major Christian platforms and promoted as a Christian and a leading voice, not just in the world. Um, we know Steve Harvey as a comedian. Uh, we know Steve Harvey hosting the Miss Universe contest. We also know Steve Harvey for having his um, sitcom show, but also hosting his own television show, hosting um, a radio show, and also hosting Family Feud. But I know years ago when he had, quote unquote, had this come to Jesus moment and he was, quote unquote, saved and um people begin to promote him on TBN and he ironically he did an interview with Paula White Pastor Paula White um, and in the interview he begins to talk about his book um, act like a lady think like a man the 90-day rule which he endorses women to kind of hold out from having sex to get to know the man and once she gets to know the man, then she can get the benefits of having sex with him. Um, it was very troubling because he, in this interview, he makes it very um, humanistic and acts like that people can't walk in holiness and strive after the things of God and um, also present the fruit of the spirit, which is temperance, which is self-control, that um, your sexual urges would just overcome you and that's, you're going to do what you're going to do. And that contradicts scripture also, too, because scriptures talks about that. I believe it is in First Corinthians chapter six. I believe it's um, verses 19 through 20. I believe it also talks about that fornicators will, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then also to the book of Revelation, it talks about, um, I believe, verse 
Um, Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 and 21 talks about how people um, will be have such a reprobate mind and such a hatred of God that they won't repent of worshiping devils, but they won't repent of their fornications. So Steve has a long line, which we'll get into. I want to play a clip from this interview with Paula White, and we want to dig into um, his belief incorporating Christianity and Islam, but also Steve, uh, some of his um, talk shows, he's promoted the psychic Teresa Caputo to come on to his show and talk to the dead, talk to dead loved ones to give some of his studio audience a message. Um, before we listen to this clip with him and Paula White, I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, which Steve Harvey is a byproduct of what we see that's going with Christianity here, especially here in America and just in general, where people are departing from biblical truth and are given over to doctrines of devils. First uh, Timothy chapter four, verse one says, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So this is what Steve Harvey is giving himself over to doctrines of devils and seducing spirits are, are seducing him to depart from biblical truth and to believe a lie. Second Thessalonians chapter two talks about how people will be given over who love not the truth will be given over to a strong delusion and will open themselves up to the son of perdition to deceive them because they rather believe a lie versus the truth. So let's go ahead and listen to Steve Harvey and Paula White in regards to the 90-day rule. Let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and listen. Relationship with God is for today. So I can get over right now what I'm going through. Because if you don't have God to get you through what's going through now, you ain't got to worry about heaven or hell because you ain't got to figure out which one you're going to do because you're going to yield to every temptation you got if you don't get him. You're going to bend. You ain't going to make it. You're going to hell anyway. So you ain't even got to worry about the option. <laughs> you are so... What is so incredible about this is God, the whole time, his original intentions, his final decision, and all God wanted from the beginning, he wasn't saying, I want to just get everybody to heaven and get everybody out. He said, I want relationship. I want to come down and dwell with man. So God's been trying to get heaven to earth. He's not just been trying to get us to heaven. He's saying, my original intention was that I would dwell, which means to lodge and have habitation. I want to live with you. And, and we have this far out God that we think so far away. And God is exactly who you're saying. He wants to be with us there when we're fighting with our spouse. Come on, when we're having a bad day, <laughs> when we feel like we we're going, yeah, yeah, we need him there, don't we? With your spouse. <laughs> with your spouse thing, you need him there then. <laughs> I thought so. So I mentioned that one. <laughs> 
I bet you got some advice on that. I see, I read all the dating books. I learned about the game. I said, oh, that's what they're doing <laughs> when they don't introduce you. And ah, let the joker. Yeah. I learned all the phases there. So you've helped the girl out. Thank you for helping the sister out. You know what? I'm, I'm just Joke is up to now. I mean, that's really cool that you would say that about it because you know it's it's been a real struggle in the religious community. This book because a lot of people won't talk to me because I wrote in this book this thing called the ninety day rule, and you know it's it's about I gave women the advice because look I worked at Ford Motor Company. If you work at the post office, anything they have a, a ninety day probation period, and it's a probation period that's created so the so the company gets to know you for 90 days before they give you the benefits, right. before they give you dental, medical, top pay, before they give you everything they have to offer. They have a probation period. I thought maybe I should tell women this. Why don't women have a probation period with men? Because if you need, to, you need time to get to know this guy, because we are crafty. We are predators by nature. It's what we do. We can't live without you. There's not a real man living that can live without a woman for no extended period of time. It's like, for me, it's like 11 days. I start looking around, I start having problems. Women, you all can go a lot longer because you can deal with pain and all of this here. But men have to have a woman. Yeah. It, it is impossible for us to exist. We will hunt and look and lie and connive and throw bait out and set traps because we've got to have one of you. You have got to understand that. So now, I told women to create a 90-day probation rule. There are too many women out here. Now, I got what the Bible say, that you should wait until you're married. I got all that. I understand that. You should wait till you're married, till you're married. but you ain't. <laughs> okay, ha ha, nothing. You're telling the truth. <laughs> you're not. You're not. And, but, but why can't you admit to that? Because look, there's a whole lot of stuff in the Bible you ain't going to do. So how this ain't going to be one of them? So I just wrote in the book, if you going to break the rule, at least wait. 90 days <laughs> so you can get to know a guy because it give, in 90 days you can learn just about everything you need to know about a man it only takes us 90 we cannot hold up the lie that good for 90 days so we hear steve harvey talks about the 90-day rule um scripture that comes to mind because he mixes lies with truth he's giving some most of the book has some truth to it that helps women but this part of the book he incorporates lies just like the serpent came into the garden he mixed truth with air um, when we look at james chapter 3 verse 15 he says this wisdom descendeth not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. So what he was promoting in his book at this particular time was wisdom to women, but it wasn't from wisdom from above. It wasn't godly, heavenly wisdom that he was offering them because he was contradicting scripture. He was 
actually promoting fornication and, and a strong advocate for it. It was like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have sex anyway. You're going to fornicate anyway. You're not going to be able to maintain or contain yourself. Um, he bypasses really knowing the scriptures and knowing the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit just doesn't give you the gifts of the Spirit, but it also gives you the fruit of the Spirit. One of the things, one of the fruit of the Spirit is temperance, which is self-control. So we hear even Paula White, when she's interviewing him, she's in agreement with Steve Harvey, what he's saying wholeheartedly. And we all know we see the fruit of Paula White and some of the things that she's done um, with this Trump reelection and just some of the outlandish stuff that she's done. She's a proven false prophet. But when we look at another thing with Steve Harvey, again, we see that this man um, is very much into uh, ecumenical, um, inclusive, religious, inclusive mindset. Um, I want to examine his relationship with the psychic um, Teresa Caputo, which he's had, which we mentioned earlier when we started this podcast, which he's had on his Steve Harvey show um, several times. And I want to look at scriptures before I get into that, because this is what it talks about psychics. Um, psychics are individuals who communicate with familiar spirits. They're getting the information. They're not getting the information, again, like we just read um, James chapter 3, verse 15. It's devilish wisdom that they're getting. Um, when we look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, when it's talking about a psychic is a medium, it says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. And so make yourself unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. So when Steve Harvey introduces this woman on the set of his show and him being a professing Christian, he's subjecting himself to unclean spirits. He's subjecting his studio audience and also um, people that are watching um, his show to these lying, deceiving, unclean spirits. When we look at Isaiah chapter eight, verse 19, it says, when they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? So if you're going to inquire of spiritual things, inquire, inquire to God, inquire through the Holy Spirit. Don't inquire of the dead because the dead are... When you're inquiring of the dead, you're inquiring of esoteric occult knowledge. You're inquiring of devilish, demonic wisdom takes place. Um, we look at Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. It says, if a person turns to mediums and necromancers, whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut them off from among his people. And we can just read on. Um, Isaiah chapter 19, verse three, it says, and the spirit of the Egyptians within them will be empty out and I will confound their counsel 
and they will inquire of the idols and sorcerers and the mediums and the necromancers. So we see Steve Harvey, he mixes a lot of Christianity with other types of religious beliefs. And again, with Islam and the occult, um, let's go ahead and listen to his brief interview. And he asked Teresa Caputo, the psychic, come back and talk to the studio audience about giving them encouraging words from their dead loved ones. And let's go ahead and listen um, this Precept segment. Now I'm here with the star Teresa Caputo, and every time Teresa's been here, I've watched her do something that just totally amazes me. So I'm gonna ask her to do it again today. So Teresa, is 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 the spirit drawing you to anyone? Or well, you know, that, you that's the thing. Whenever I'm just in a crowd, spirit prompts me to say something. So if they nudge me enough. <laughs> All right. Before the break, uh, Teresa uh, started to read our audience. But uh, spirit is still communicating with her. Teresa, go for it. Can you please stand back I up then with the drink, sister? man. I need some liquor. I need some scotch. Channeling? You, you would need more than one scotch. So just... Yeah, I need, I need. What happens is what I asked to be done was to bring forward other souls. But more importantly, your son says, Mom, you wouldn't have known that I was going to depart. No. Do you understand that? Yeah. He says, nobody knew. No. Oh, he also shows me his sweatshirt. So do you have his sweatshirt or his jacket that you wear? Okay. So know that when you wear that, know that his soul is with you. Did you make a blanket or quilt out of his clothing? I'm starting to, yeah. Perfect. It means that he supports all of the choices and decisions. So if you don't think that he's at peace, there's no way that I would know that. He says, I, oh, he also talks about his headstone. Yes. He says it's very different. He shows me this big black headstone. I can see my reflection in it. And it's very unique because you have like either something is picture engraved and then some type of saying on there. Just come sit with me a while and take a break. And it says 219 for our area code. And it's got a verse of a Harry Chavin song that was kind of like a. Perfect. Like to validate that every choice and decision that you ever made with your son alive and also departed. He says, I want to thank you. Okay. for giving me that gift. He says, and I want you, Mom, to know that I live life through your eyes. So I want you to be happy. So know every time you smile, my soul is smiling in heaven. Your daughter shows me the butterflies, ma'am. So do you connect with the butterflies? Perfect. So know that when you see the butterflies, you do know that it's the butterfly. Did you do something with your daughter's handprint after she died on a sheet or something when you did a family handprint? Um, when my daughter passed away, the nurse at the hospital printed my daughter's hand and her footprint on a cemented heart. Perfect. So you know to validate that it was her soul's time to leave. Let me ask you this. Was there a point where she got better? Before she passed away. Okay. Because she, I said to her, I go, what do you, what, what do you show? She showed me like doing all these great things. And, I, and she keeps talking about Disney and all this stuff. And I said to her, I go, well, what is that? She goes, Teresa, she goes, I am so thankful that I was blessed with another brief time here of not being sick. She says, because I was able to do so many things with my family. She says, and I wouldn't have traded that for anything. She goes, but then I went so quickly after that. Really fast. She says, mom, I want you to focus on that time, that extra time I was given back. And I wouldn't have traded that for anything. And she tells me you smell her. 
I do. So know that when you do know that she's with you at that exact moment, you also have things in your car in memory of her. Does it fall and move like when you're driving? Yes. That's her. <laughs> I said to her, you better be careful. Your father's going to crash your car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you all right? No, this is crazy right here. See. See. See, I sit here. You, 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 see, <laughs> see, it's crazy to me. You got to go get this book. I'm, man, I'm scared. Hold my hands is wet. You don't even understand. You don't understand. Look at my hands. My hands are sweaty. My, my hands is wet. Because I've been sitting over here because I get, it's just crazy. I love you. you. You're one of my favorite guests. Give it up for Teresa, everybody. Hey, remember, her new book is called Good Grief. Heal your soul, honor your loved ones, and learn to live again. And Teresa is sending everybody in our studio. Can you please stay? I, I need a drink, man. I need Because I want to. So we hear Steve Harvey. He's promoting this woman's book and he's making sure that the studio audience receives a copy of her book. Um, this is a known, well-known psychic. And he says that she is one of his favorite guests. So this kind of tells you that um, Steve Harvey is very much under the influence of the evil one. So here again, he's promoting a person that is a medium and he's promoting her book, Good Grief. And again, he's influencing millions of people that follow him and watch his TV program. And he's introducing them to the occult. And again, he's incorporating other religions into his um, his Christianity or his view of Christianity. Now, when we look at Steve's view of Islam, I want to go ahead and play the video that we talked about that just recently came out on January 23rd of 2021 how Steve prays, and then we're going to dive in and look at some of the things that he said. We kind of briefly got into it at the outset of this podcast, but let's go ahead and listen to Steve. Today, I want to tell you about a guy. You may know him for his comedy. You may know him for his mustache, but today, I want you to know him for his religion. Hey, I'm Steve Harvey, stand-up comedian, entertainer, television host, family man. But most importantly, I happen to be a man of faith. Steve is a very successful guy. He has made more money than he ever thought. He has become more famous than he ever thought. But at the same time, he managed to keep his relationship with God closer than ever. Why did you not lose faith as you became more successful? If I could make myself successful, 
I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> I would have skipped so many of the lessons I had to learn. But it's not that. It's a process. Success and happiness is a process, man. And in this process, I was very aware of the amount of faith that was needed. And as a matter of fact, it really took more faith than I even thought I had. See, oftentimes, people who are religious think their religion is right and everybody else is wrong. There is only one way to God. But Steve's faith is unique because it's really not about that. There's no one, one way to heaven, no one way to paradise. It's like tell. So Steve said that there's not one way to heaven. Um, let's look at, let's examine, let's examine that. I want to go ahead and look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there which go in three. So Jesus himself said, straight is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there which go three. Let's kind of look at another scripture also too in regards to that, which is John chapter 14. Verse five through seven. I'm gonna look at John chapter five. And we wanna look at and it reads, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. So verse 6, Jesus says that he is the truth and the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. But when we look at Islam... Islam says that Jesus, that Allah or God has no son. Let's look at some of the important verses, what contradicts um, Islam and the word of God. Number one, it talks about that Jesus is not the son of God. Um, it talks about that in Sur 9 and 30, it says that Jesus is not the Son of God. Um, in Surah 5, 17 and 75, it states that Jesus is not divine. And in Surah 4, 157, it says that Jesus wasn't crucified. Um, in many Islamic teachings, they believe that Judas was actually in disguise to make him look like 
that he was Jesus and he was the, actually the one that was crucified and not Jesus. But, you know, when you deny that Jesus did is, did not come in the flesh or he's not God manifested in the flesh, that is the spirit of Antichrist. When we look at First John chapter 2, verse 22, it says, who is he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. So if you deny that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh, that is very much indicative, the spirit of Antichrist. So when we hear Steve talk about that, he really totally contradicts the word of God. And him also talking about that Islam is a religion of peace. I want to look at a few things that really contradicts what Steve is saying. Um, when we look at Surah, it's Surah 575. And this is one of the verses that Islam denies that Jesus is the son of God. It says, Christ, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle. Many were apostles that passed away before him. Um, he also, Surah 5 and 51, if Islam, they say, oh, Islam is a religion of peace. Now you go over to Nigeria and other parts of the world and seeing that the mass persecution that occurs with Christians and um, Muslims killing Christians, especially over in Nigeria, they'll beg to differ what Steve Harvey has to say. But in Surah 5 and 51, it says, Oh, you believe, do not take the Jews and the Christians for friends, and they are friends of each other. Whoever amongst you takes them for a friend, then surely he is one of them, surely Allah does not guide the unjust people. So this kind of shows you if in Surah 5 and 51, pretty much in a nutshell, they said that Christians and Jews are friends. They're the actual enemies and that they must be brought under subjection. Um, another thing that's a popular um, thing that's going on in the Islamic world is the beheading of Christians. Um, Book of Revelation also talks about that. Um, I'm not sure. I don't want, that's another topic within itself. But from the writings of, um, this is the writings, the source, and it talks about, actually it's two sources, talks about Muslims, um, it's a good deed to kill and behead Jews and Christians. In certain aspects of radical Islam, the killing of Americans and Christians and Jews are seen as being a good deed to Allah. Um, when we look a little bit closer, this states the following. Um, suicide bombers, for example, don't have um, human life as value. However, they are willing to kill infidels, Christians and Jews, because they believe it's a good deed to Allah. And Yoel Natan's book called Moon Otheism, 
volume one, page 85, he states, as entry to a popular collection of traditions called the Masib, um, has Muhammad saying that Muslims would skip pregatory immediate entrance into heaven if they kill a Jew or a Christian. Um, this is also was broadcast. Um, a Christian convert in Zanzibar told reporters that also Muslims who Muslims who are teaching to hate Christians that they, they had a Christian, they will go to heaven. So we see that source and it was a report done on CBN.com that reported this, that in, in Zanzibar and over in Africa, Island, I believe over in Africa, that um, this is being taught. So we kind of see this being kind of prevalent in Steve Harvey, he's talking about, well, you know, there's many channels, there's many ways um, to get to heaven. And um, in that video, it shows him praying in a um, Islamic mosque. Um, the mosque was, um, the name of the mosque was um, Jesus' mother's Mary. It's just a lot of things that are just total deception. That's why we have to be really grounded in the word of God. We can't get so starstruck of um, Christian celebrities and even um, pastors, um, pastors who've been elevated to celebrity status or star status. We have to really be grounded in the word of God, especially in these last days um, that Jesus warns us several times in Matthew chapter 24, he warns us at least four times against false prophets and not being deceived. So um, we have to be spiritually woke, especially in these last and evil days. Um, don't drink the Kool-Aid that Steve Harvey is putting out there. Um, this man is in much need of serious prayer and he needs to associate himself with a pastor that's really sound spiritually in the Holy Spirit and really knows scriptures because he's really being led astray and he's leading millions um, being led astray based on how Satan has really placed him in a position of fame and authority and all, and he's really misusing this. So hopefully you got something from this podcast. God bless you all and um, tune in. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast and we'll be trying to put out more um, things that have um, great content, um, really biblically based to really equip the saints of God. And even those who are unbelievers to bring them to repentance and really see that Jesus is the light of the world and you must be born again of the water and the spirit. God bless. This is the end time shofar.